Welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour Podcast. Pull up a chair and kick up your feet as you get ready to enjoy some of the industry's most entertaining and actionable Dynasty content on the planet. We're talking veterans, rookies, sleepers, and oh yeah, you know the crew has those dad jokes ready for you. So let's not wait any longer and bring on the host or some combination of Doug, James, and Tyler. Welcome back to the Dynasty Happy Hour. I'm your host this week, Doug Eddy, along with my co-host, James Caprice, FM Hello. underscore chef on the X or Twitter if you're cool. Uh, yeah, no Tyler this week. He is taking the week off. We are going to bring you this week some news about what's going on in the league. There's a little bit of news, not a ton, but we've got some suspensions. We've got some signings. We've got some, you know, just some the little minutia of the the lull period before free agency opens up and the combine starts to get going, which is really when we're going to start ramping up production here. Uh, and then we are going to go over the wide receiver landscape, James and I. We did running backs last week with uh, Tyler and I, so we're going to cover wide receiver, which, you know, if you're if you're new to Dynasty, you know, a lot of people say build your teams around wide receivers. I mean, super flex, obviously, there's quarterbacks too, but, you know, everyone likes to target the young receivers because they're just more sustainable and longer term than the running backs that you might get two, three good years out of. So we're going to talk about the wide receiver landscape as well. James, how the hell have you been? We haven't podcast together in a few weeks now, so it's I've nice been to see your face. sick and down in the dumps, man. Like the flu this year was no joke. It ran through my household and then I tried to maintain like and hide myself in my basement <laughs> while my the whole family was sick, but uh, it did not work out. I was the last one to get it. And I and, and it just lingered on. I mean, I think I was sick for over a week. Yeah, that's that's not good. I know a couple couple of my friends have got the flu. A couple of my friends have gotten COVID and it's been pretty bad. But there's all sorts of things going around. You know, if it gets you, it gets you. Just be done and over with. Now you're you're not likely to get it again. So hopefully you can keep on keep the train rolling over there in the crease household. Plenty of plenty of Pedialyte. That's it. Ooh, That's you, gotta, you gotta you gotta keep them hydrated. Oh yeah. Oh yep. yeah. Ab, ab gotta stay fluid. Yep. Uh, make sure you're liking and subscribing on our YouTube channel. You can find that at Dynasty Happy Hour. If you search on the YouTube's, you can tune in every Tuesday around 9 p.m. We are here live and in the building talking about Dynasty Fantasy Football as we do one of the longest-standing Dynasty podcasts in the game. We're approaching 400 episodes, so a big milestone. Ooh. Coming up for the happy hour, which is always, always fun. Let's get into some news. We've got the Ravens, speaking of wide receivers, announced that they signed wide receiver Nelson Aguilar to a one-year contract extension. Had a nice little season for the Ravens. Obviously, his um, fantasy-relevant days are probably behind him. More of like a fun best ball player at this point, right, James? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he is fun for best ball, but I, I think it has a lot more to do with the other wide receivers on the field. You know, we have OBJ... He'll be a free agent. Rashad Bateman coming to the end of his rookie uh, career, not really have having shown much. And for them to go out and retain Aguilar for another season just shows that he is going to be at least some part of the offense. Yep, I believe that to be true. He's a good field stretcher still. Um, best Nelson Aguilar moment was uh, his $13 million a year contract with the New England Patriots. I like to relive it because it was terrible. Um Hopefully the Patriots don't spend like that this offseason. That's all I'm saying. Oh, they uh, and if they if they do, please spend it on a good player like a, a Higgins or a Pittman or a trade for Ayuk. I don't care. Just do something other than Nelson Aguilar. That'd be great. 
All right. We got a couple of running backs in the news. Mike Davis retired from the NFL after eight seasons. And if you remember Mike Davis, I remember him being a very popular fourth round redraft pick the year that he was the starter with the, what was it? The Falcons or the, I remember him on the bears more so than anything else. Yeah. He wasn't on a roster in 2023. He's been on multiple teams, the Niners, uh, Seahawks, Panthers, Ravens, Falcons, and bears. Um, so nice little career for Mike Davis. I believe he was an undrafted guy. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, he was in the NFL for eight years as a running back. That's nothing to sneeze at. So good for him. Uh, and running, speaking about forgotten running backs, <laughs> here's one. The Eagles signed Tyrion Davis price to a reserve futures contract Tuesday. Adam Schefter of ESPN reports. He was a 2022 third round pick. One of those beautiful Niners running backs, third round picks, your Trey sermons, your Joe Williams and your Tyrion Davis prices. Um, you know, he did sign the largest reserve future contract in the league per his agency, which could be notable for his chances of sticking on the roster throughout the offseason. Uh, his lone cameo in San Francisco last season, uh, he carried the ball six times for 21 yards. Obviously, we know the Eagles The Eagles backfield. Uh, DeAndre Swift is a free agent. So is Rashad Penny. Useless. Uh, they've got Kenny Gainwell and Boston Scott still there. I guess this is kind of like a roll the dice and see kind of thing. I think it's... Uh pick up as many as you can in the off season and see what sticks. Yeah. Have him battle it out in training camp for a roster spot. Yeah. Can he play special teams? I don't know. So I think that I have him. I have him on one roster still in dynasty and uh, he's probably not going to make the cut when it comes down to roster cutting uh, after this rookie class gets all on up in my rosters. All right. We have a suspension in the league. Probably not a huge one. It's a former starting quarterback. I don't think he's going to go anywhere and be the starter when he gets released by his current team. But ESPN Adam Schefter reports Jimmy Snuffleupagus Garoppolo is being suspended two games for violating the NFL's performance enhancing substance policy. I don't know why he needed to take performance enhancers. He's always he's already a beautiful young man. So, I mean, whatever. Um, it was but it's therapeutic uh, exemption. He like so he didn't get permission to take a prescription. Pretty much idiot. Well, he's obviously not the smartest player in the room. Um, He's expected to be released by the Raiders before the fifth day of the new league year in March, getting the Raiders off the hook for an $11.25 million roster bonus. He's due to earn. Yep. The Raiders aren't going to bring back Jimmy Garoppolo. His boy, Josh McDaniels is no longer there to uh, be his security blanket. So uh, Jimmy G he'll probably be a high level backup in the NFL. I don't think any, he's going to start anywhere, but you know, with an injury, you know, he he could could wind up in like Seattle as a backup, you know, familiar with McDonald there. New England as a backup. No, I don't want it. Oh yeah. New England. I mean, there's no real, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think he played with Mayo for a year or two in his career. So you never know. Uh, Speaking of quarterbacks, Adam Schefter also reported that the Seahawks informed Geno Smith he would remain on the roster for 2024, not necessarily as a starter. But yeah, they due... didn't say that. No, they didn't. Uh, he's due $12.4 million roster bonus. I think this is a smart move for Seattle. Obviously, they're a team that picks in the, what, between like 11 and 13, I think, in the mm-hmm. draft. They could be in that competition for a bonix, or maybe they take Penix, who went to Washington. So like semi hometown kid, I don't know if they reach for him in the first round, but I would expect them to draft a quarterback somewhere uh, in this draft as a, as a guy. Cause I think Gino, you know, he had a nice 2022 and then really crashed back down to earth in 2023. He was okay, but he wasn't anything special um, this past year. So I think that they've got some question marks going forward. You think they, um, you think they take a quarterback here in the first three rounds, James? 
I, I in the first three they may. Um, yeah. I don't think they're going to get what they want past like the Minnesota Vikings or or even the Denver Broncos in that sense. Um, Minnesota right now latest mock off of PFF was uh, Bo Nix going to Minnesota at eleven, and okay. I don't see much quarterback after that. We're looking at uh, pretty much like, uh, uh, edge rushers and defense, offensive tackles. Yeah. There, I mean, they could be one of those guys. That they take a Spencer Rattler. They take. I mean, a, that would be great, and I, I think Pratt or you know someone in that Spencer like, Rattler would definitely fit in that uh, play action run first offense that they are probably going to implement with uh, McDaniel there. Yeah, and, uh, and speaking of McDaniel, he came out today and said that they're going to run the ball. So uh, wheels up for Ken Walker and Zach Charbonnet, possibly. Yeah. And he said, I know it open. sounds like, and he says, I know it sounds like coach speak. And I'm like, all right, well, he's obviously in the know enough to realize like what he's saying is could be coach speak, but um, it sounds like they want to run the damn ball. So it could be a one-two punch of Walker and Charbonnet. So we've talked about Zar- uh, Charbonnet a little bit last week, Tyler and I, and uh, I think Charbonnet with his price right now is, is a pretty solid buy. Um, absolutely especially when you look at his his, some of his metrics in his rookie season he uh i mean uh, parsed out pretty well yeah he was he's the obvious number one fill-in for when kenneth walker goes down and i think he's carved himself out some kind of piece in this new offense especially within like i'm i'm reading the coach speak here um with the play action drop down passing like they want to focus on the run they're going to keep the ball close short intermediate routes I think it looks bad for DK Metcalf. We'll get back into that in a little bit. That is possible. We'll we shall. The Seahawks is going to be an interesting one. If uh, we'll talk about what they're going to look like here momentarily, but yeah, a uh, couple of injury notes. Browns beat writer Mary Kay Cabot reports Deshaun Watson and his shoulder is on track in his rehab schedule and begin throwing in March. So that's good. Um, I know a lot of people have been like buy low on Deshaun Watson. I just don't want any part of him. I think at this point he's too much of a headache. He did have a couple of good games before he was out for the season, but I just don't know if I can invest him. I know his price is the cheapest it's ever been, but I don't know. There's just something about the Deshaun Watson and the Browns. I'm just not really feeling it. And maybe I don't just- have him anywhere. I don't and anymore. I don't plan on jumping onto that hill to roll down the other side. Yep. I really don't. Same. I don't either. Uh, And then in good news, Tank Dell and his ankle injury said he is expecting to be ready for OTAs. Uh, Interesting. I was looking at a mock draft earlier today, and I know there's 8 billion mock drafts out there, but this is one I've seen kind of common is that the Houston Texans taking Brian Thomas Jr. from LSU. Can you imagine Nico, Brian Thomas, and Tank Dell with CJ Stroud? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It would be an interesting target share. I mean, I I, I I hate the fact that yeah, I hate the fact that uh, I love it for real football, but for when it comes to fantasy, I think it it would knock Tank Dell down a little bit. Sure. And there, and I believe there, those two, him and Nico Collins, are still competing for the wide receiver one position in that offense. And I wouldn't be shocked if next season we come out and we see C.J. Stroud do exactly what uh, who did it? Brock Purdy with two wide receiver ones on his team. Oh, for sure. If I mean, that's the way it was Debo, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I think before. it definitely will happen this season, barring injury, of course. Yeah, I like that. And then they make a big free agent signing at running back. And then we're talking of uh, a really fun Houston Texans team would be uh, nice to see there. All right. Before we move on to our wide receiver landscape, did want to give a shout out to Trophy Smack. If you haven't already gotten your trophy, guys, from your league, like, first of all, get off your butt. Go on trophysmack.com. 
Use code DHH ring, get a free $60 championship ring when you order that trophy or belt. Now, if you're like, you know what? I've got hockey, I've got basketball, I play all these baseballs coming up. They have trophies for everything, and you can completely customize them as well. So if you've got a WWE Wrestling League and you want to have a custom belt done, you can do all of that stuff right on trophysmack.com. And they also have stuff for the losers of the league. If you're looking for a Borat bikini for your fantasy football loser, they've got stuff like that. So have a look at that stuff too. Lots of fun, different options. We're going to get Tyler a banana hammock one of these days. Um, hopefully he can lose the league sometime soon, and we can arrange that. Not uh, but likely. Again, <laughs> Not we'll likely. See. We'll see. Uh, once again, it's code DHH ring for that free ring at checkout. All right, we're going to talk the wide receiver landscape. We're going to take a look today at some DLF Superflex ADP um, to give us, because I think for the most part, most dynasty managers nowadays play Superflex, not exclusively, but I would say the majority of the leagues I'm in are at least Superflex. So that's what we're going to go with here. Um, and we're going to take a look at some DLF ADP, what surprises us. What do we like and what possible wide receiver moves and high wide receiver draft picks are going to factor in to the wide receiver landscape? So, James, any any words like a like a summary of like how you're feeling about the wide receiver landscape before we dive into some ADP information? I think we have a good blend right now. And just for reference, we are using late January ADP. February has not come out yet, even though it's the 20th of February. Get together. Get it together. Um, but I, I think there's a good blend. There's some buy, there's some sell candidates. Um, there's some age that just won't go away from the top 10. Like there, there's some interesting candidates here that could move both ways. Um, the free agent field is ginormous this year for wide receiver, although it won't play out like we all think it would or hope it would because it never does. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'll start off like, and I sure. mentioned the age Tyreek Hill at number six. And I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were like, oh yeah, you know, Tyreek for dynasty is probably not a good buy right now. And I agree. He's not a good buy because you're spending a lot for what could be one to two years left. I think he's, I think it's a, it's sell time for Tyreek Hill. If you're not competing, he shouldn't be on your roster. Yeah, I mean, he said he wants to play until he's 30. Now, if he plays past 30, who knows? But, I mean, he's got, you know, he's making 20-plus million dollars a year. He's got a lot of wear on the tires. He doesn't miss games. I mean, he's been relatively he missed healthy. missed this, this year, though, he did. Yeah, but I think he's probably missed less than, what, like eight games in his whole career? Yeah, like, probably, I think right. He hasn't missed a lot. So, with Tyreek, yes, if you're not competing, it is time to try to get a first-round pick this year for Tyreek Hill. Because this is one of those drafts where... You know, if you tra traded him for, I don't think you get the 105 for him because that's like neighbors territory and I'd much mm. rather have Malik neighbors. But if you could get like yeah. somewhere in that 107, 108 and get in a Dunze or maybe a Brian Thomas Jr. to help reset the wide receiver position. Brock Bowers. Yeah, I mean, or if you want to pivot to uh, tight end, especially in a tight end premium format, um, I would I would be more than willing to do that or even take a little bit later first and a player um and do that because i like you said it's you know you never want to it's like the bill belichick you want to get out um why early before it's too late like he always got out of players like lawyer malloy early than waiting too long and then being like i have this asset and it's i could have sold it for three times as much like as derrick henry Right. Yeah. Like you should have seen the writing or some of these other running backs. I mean, same thing with like, you know, we talked last week about Christian McCaffrey, like his ADP is still really strong, but if you're not winning, 
why is he on your roster? You need to flip him. He's going to be 28 years old, lots of wear. He's great, and I hope he plays until his early 30s, but you just don't know. I mean, could he be an why outlier? Why play the roulette? Or, you know, why spin the right. wheel if you don't have to? And you can it's see not the writing it. on the wall. It's coming sooner rather than later at this point. Yeah, I would much rather tear down and grab a draft pick on top of that and just kind of reset the age cliff um, when it comes to guys like Tyreek, too. So, I, I, you know, one of the things that I saw in this one, and there's been a lot of case, you know, this top four is Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, CeeDee Lamb, and Amon Ross St. Brown. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm actually putting CeeDee Lamb over Jamar Chase. I was, you took the words right out of my mouth. And I don't and I don't blame you for it. And there's a lot of reasons. And I'd love to talk about it. But first, why? Well, for me, it's CeeDee Lamb. Again, he never misses games. Jamar Chase has an injury history of being nicked up, dinged up, missing games. And I love Joe Burrow. And I think he's a very, very good NFL quarterback. But again, if your quarterback's not on the field, Dak Prescott, outside of that one freak ankle injury he had, Dak doesn't miss games. And CeeDee Lamb is the clear-cut guy. He's getting so many targets. And now I would love for Jamar Chase to get that kind of usage. But, man, CeeDee Lamb elevated his game into the elite tier this year. And I think it's only going to be – can he go up from where he is? I don't know. But if he maintains that, like, his year this year was better than any Jamar Chase year that we've seen so far. Yeah, I don't think he needs to, like, beat what he did last year as no. long as he maintains – something close to it. I'm here for it. Um, it's about time that CD lamb has gotten the respect that he deserves as a player and in the fantasy realm. Like we, and it, it's kind of weird because we've seen like the, the landscape of wide receivers in general shift. We've gone from big alpha, big guys, 50, 50 balls, to more of the slot technician that can play both inside and outside. Yep. And now we're seeing it in full force. Justin Jefferson, CD lamb, Amon Ross St. Brown. And then like, uh, and we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about the, the Garrett Wilson after this, but sure. To, just to your point, like CD lamb deserves to be at least at number two. If not, he's pushing for number one, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. Only for the simple reason that he's the same age as Justin Jefferson. He's going to get paid. We know who his quarterback is, and his quarterback ain't going anywhere either, at least for another year or two. Yeah, and we don't know who Jefferson's quarterback's going to be. Not that their money, necessarily their money matters, situation in but... Dallas is is tight to begin with. They have a lot of playmakers on defense that they need to pay. Mm -hmm. Micah Parsons. Um, and I and I think that we won't see any kind of competition for targets that will even knock it. So mm -hmm. CD lamb is solidified in the two range. Um, you, I, I know last year we talked Jamar chase, Justin Jefferson flip flop, but you made a good point with the, with the Joe burrow injuries. That's something. Um, can he make up for it this year? I hope he can. Mm -hmm. Cause I do have some Jamar chase stock. Oh, I um, do too. And if T Higgins had left, or does leave this year and they don't pay him. Yeah. We will see Jamar chase get force fed targets, but they may not be clean targets. Yeah. It's a lot a easier to, to block something when you know it's coming. Yeah. And they're a team that could draft a, you know, I've seen Brock Bowers mock to them recently. I've seen Brian Thomas jr. Mock to them. So I, you know, they could be in the market for a pass catcher in the first couple of rounds. So, yeah, but I mean, yeah, for me, it's the, um, you know, those things that are around chase, 
but man, CD Lamb just he's yeah. And and Amon Ross St. Brown is nipping at their heels. These guys oh, are sure. all around the same age. Um, you know, they're all 24, and Jamar is a little bit younger, he's 23, whatever. It doesn't really matter to me. Um, but to me, like Amon Ra it keeps getting better every single year, too. The and- only thing is with Amon Ra St. Brown is I don't think he has the type of ceiling with that CD Jamar or Justin Jefferson have. You know what I miss from Amon Ra is the his second year he was making big explosive plays. Mm-hmm. And that seems to have kind of cranked down a little bit. Well, so if, more if, more personnel on the field that are capable of catching the ball, that'll do it. Yeah, and I just think I think is him as a as a player, I don't think he's being asked to do as much. And that's probably part of it. Um, but I mean, if you're looking for like the safest floor out of any of these guys, I mean Amamara could be it for the next three years. Like, and you could build a, a franchise around him. You you definitely can. You could build a dynasty franchise around him with Amon Ross St. Brown as one of your head starting wide receivers and go from there. Yep. So let's get to Garrett Wilson. We all know Garrett. I mean, he had 168 targets last year, which was crazy. Only three touchdowns because he didn't have Aaron Rodgers all season. That's crazy, it was, too. He was doing it with <laughs> Zach Wilson and Tim Boyle and whatever guy they'd pull off the scrap heap to quarterback for them. Um, I, you know, this to me seems appropriate because again he's young he's 23 we know that garrett wilson has the skills it's yes. just the lack of the of the quarterback talent we know he's an alpha we know he's very very good so for me i think this is appropriate for garrett wilson what do you what do you think because it could be a case made either way i think i think it's 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 actually laid out for us very very well here because mm-hmm. do i put amon ross st brown over him yes i do because he is solidified with a quarterback in a great system. Garrett Wilson, we we were hoping that this year was going to be his real breakout season, and we still have to wait for it due to the quarterback situation. And guess what? Aaron Rodgers is possibly done after this year. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, maybe he plays until he's 45. Who knows? But it, for all intents and purposes, Garrett Wilson is linked to that, which it leaves question marks. And anytime you're in dynasty and you're talking long-term, you want the least amount of question marks for each player on the field. Yeah. I, this is the interesting to me looking at this top 10. So we've got Garrett Wilson. We talked about Tyreek Hill, who's followed up by AJ Brown. For me, Puka Nakua at wide receiver eight. I would actually move him closer to like Six. wide receiver five and a half. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you talk about a guy. We talked about the, the players like... Amon Ra, CD, Jefferson that can move into the slot, move outside. They get some carries as well. Like that's Puka. And mm-hmm. we just saw him have the best rookie season of all time at the wide receiver position. We saw him dunk a basketball on the fast break in a celebrity basketball game, <laughs> um, which was awesome. And so for me, again, quarterback, we don't know how long Stafford's going to be there, but he's the type of player that you know like Jefferson and some of those other guys like yes we need them to have a good quarterback but as long as they're getting targets Cooper Cup sneaky almost 30 years old by the way people forget that he came into the league at 25 years old so Cooper Cup is I wouldn't say he's getting close to aging out but in dynasty he's already an eroding asset right the tires are wearing down yeah and you saw some of it last year like he did have some good games but Puka was the guy so for me I would have Puka higher I'm not as big on you know, the kind of the whispers coming out of Philly is that there's some issues around AJ Brown, possibly. Oh so, yeah, 100. I'm it, it, Philly's right down the street. 
technically yeah. not technically speaking, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of Eagles fan hatred going on with the AJ Brown right now. Mm-hmm. It's all over the sports radio. Um, and you know, I, I love listening to Eagles radio. Um, but you know, <laughs> it is what it is, it's on, so I listen to it. But yeah, um, there is definitely some tension there. Um, you know, he's he's a diva. He is that diva wide receiver that you wish you didn't have, but you mm-hmm. love having him on your squad. Um, but I'm afraid, and, the, and one of the reasons why I'm afraid with AJ Brown is because here we go again, another offensive coordinator. Like, what is going to happen this time? And I feel that there's a good chance that they go ahead and make Jalen Hurts more of a pocket passer, which would help AJ Brown. Sure. And Devontae Smith for that matter. Yeah. But there's also a chance that they totally scrap it and do something else crazy like they did this year. Yeah, I'll be interested. I mean, Kellen Moore came over from obviously the Cowboys first and then the Chargers last year. So we saw like a Kellen Moore offense hyper target Keenan Allen. And Amari um, Cooper. Quite a bit. Yeah. So it could be one of those things, but I mean, they have two, I mean, we never got the chance to see it with the chargers cause Mike Williams went down with an injury. Um, so who knows how that works out? So that'll be, a, so I'm just not interested in AJ Brown. Really? Um, I like him as a player, but I would much rather have some of these other guys around that ADP. I mean, give me Puka, um, over AJ Brown. Yeah. You know, some of the other guys right in that ballpark, I'd probably take two. I uh, would James- probably take Olave. So if I had AJ Brown, Mm-hmm. I might trade him for possibly tear down. Olave plus. Yeah, yeah, tear down. Wait for the wait for the big boom. I don't mind that. I, you know, I, let's um let's wrap up the top ten here and then talk about the next group of ten guys real quick. Sure. So f- for me to see Brandon Ayuk at wide receiver nine, I think this one is projecting a little bit there that a lot of people are projecting that Ayuk's not going to be with the Niners and he's going to go somewhere and be an alpha. I think if Brandon Ayuk stays with the Niners long-term and Debo is there and McCaffrey's there and Kittle's there, I think this is too high. You know, you talk about a guy that doesn't have a ton of targets. I mean, his targets last year, I think he had, what, just over 100? His yards after the catch, like his the depth of reception, he he has it. The thing that bothers me about Ayuk being wide receiver nine is the lack of consistency. So week in and week out, he's not like a 70 to 100 yard receiver. He's more like a some weeks 40, some weeks 110. That type mm-hmm. of receiver, which I love to have as a wide receiver two on my team. Correct. But having him as a wide receiver one is a little is a little pricey for me. Yeah, there's some other guys on this list actually below that I would probably rather have than than Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, well, let's not that people... I hate him. I don't hate him. He's very oh, I don't talented. Hate him. I don't hate and him either. He I just, did I great just think things for is... fantasy. But this is a little too spendy, a little too rich. Yeah. I mean, 31st overall at wide receiver or 28th overall. That was ADP's 31 at wide receiver nine in super flex. Then you're counting on Brandon. Ayuk to be your wide receiver one. Maybe possibly if you go quarterback, quarterback, go quarterback, quarterback or quarterback, running back. However you want to do it. I usually go quarterback wide receiver, but either way, like Brandon, Ayuk. I don't know if I can, I can't rely on him as a wide receiver one. And I think at this point, you know, and I mentioned Chris Olave, I mean, Olave, and then maybe two or three down the list, just looking there, I would invest if I am like building young to have over Brandon Ayuk in my top 10. I want to talk a little bit about Jalen Waddle because he's another guy too at wide receiver 11. So he's a wide receiver one in dynasty. How do you feel about? I'm kind of like conflicted. I'm on I have the sell side. 
I have him on one roster and I'm going to be completely honest. Like he's my wide receiver three. I have, mm-hmm. I have Jamar chase. I have, um, why am I forgetting his name? Hold on. Let me look at this list real quick. Um, I forget how my wide receiver too. Well, I mean, it, oh, I have Garrett Wilson. Team, yeah. Well, so, so Waddle's my three. So I'm, I'm actually thinking closer to rookie. I have a one Oh five in a league. Mm-hmm. I'm actually thinking to myself, if I can get Malik neighbors at one Oh five, or Malik, or I take a quarterback and Malik Neighbors is there at 106. Can I trade Jalen Waddle plus, not a ton, and get the 106? Yeah. And do yeah, that. I, I, I wouldn't think that's the move, it. right? Okay. I, th- I wouldn't question it. And you I've know, been, with I've his age, this idea in he's still in his rookie rookie on his rookie contract, and he's still living in the shadow of Tyree Kill. Yes, we right. know he can ball out, but he can't handle it as a, a full workhorse alpha wide receiver i really don't believe he can um the offense just doesn't work as well when tyreek hill is not on the field and yeah you know waddle had some of his chances and yes he came up big in some games but like you said the consistency he's like Ayuk. he's like Ayuk. like it's hit or miss and and those guys are i mean he's my wide receiver three in the league so yeah nice luxury to have right but if i can take him and trade and get a Brock Bowers or or neighbors on top 100%. of 100% who I get at the 105. I've, I've been thinking about this a lot recently. So that if you can trade Jalen Waddle and pick up any of the top three wide receivers from this class, neighbors, Adunze and or Harrison, however, I mean, God forbid Harrison fell to five, but uh, <laughs> you never I know. Mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be happens. just as happy with Malik neighbors, to be honest. Same. Same. I, I'm not as big on Odunze as a lot of people are. So for me, it's it's I think the, I, the neighbors. Neighbors <laughs> would be the one that might be there in that ballpark for me. So we'll see. It's a little hefty, that guy. So in this next group of 10, we talked about Waddle. He's wide receiver 11. Any surprises in this ADP? There's some obviously some young names in here, which I was like, that's interesting. And then some guys that are getting a little bit older. Like one that stuck out to me like a sore thumb was Debo at wide receiver 14. He's a little bit older. He was dealing with a lot of injury this year. Um, we know he's going to be somewhat of a focal point in the offense. How much? I don't know. But same thing. I mean, especially if Ayuk stays with the team, I think we we see the same kind of production. You know, that low-end wide receiver one. But it's not consistent. He'll have his boom right. game. Too. Um, and I don't like building my roster around something like that. But, you know, if he's a, he's a solid two, and I'm okay with him being a two and in this range. Like, if he's my wide receiver, too, I'm okay with, especially we're talking about ADP here, wide receiver, two. I'm okay with. I think I would prefer any of the wide receivers around him. We're talking DJ Moore, Michael Pittman, Nico Collins, especially. Um, DK is an interesting one at wide receiver 15. Let's talk Seattle a little bit because they've got two of the top 21 wide receivers in ADP right now. Jackson Smith and Jigba is wide receiver 21. And I think that's a little projecting too. You know, I looked at it is if Seattle cuts Tyler Lockett, they're going to save quite a bit of money on the salary cap. And we Mm -hmm. all know that the salary cap isn't necessarily real. It gets manipulated in all these different ways. Um, But if Lockett is gone, even if they switch to like a run first offense, do you think, I mean, I think this is like, at this point in his career with Seattle, DK Metcalf, this is probably, do you think he can go up in value? No, I don't think he can go any higher than he already is. Mm-hmm. Um, they they drafted Jackson Smith and Jigba last year. 
he is that guy that can play the slot and play on the outside. And we just talked about that with CD lamb. I think it's only a matter of time before we see the tides change and Jackson Smith and Jigba is the number one wide receiver there. Um, DK, he had good games. He's your, he's your boomer bust man. And some of it was, was bad bust. And some of it was really good, mm-hmm. but I, I, we just talked about it, how, how the game script may change under McDaniels there. And his run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, play action pass, run the ball scheme. It, it, it's going to take DK, DK right out of um, the top 20 wide receivers in Dynasty, I think. Yeah. Anything else that stuck out to you in this range for these guys that are here? Um, I would rather have T. Higgins than Jordan Addison. I don't, I don't like blame that you. right there. I don't, I don't blame like you. Be- I mean, they're back to back, seventeen and eighteen. But I mean, if you're, if I have the choice, I'm not taking a solidified number two on an offense with Justin Jefferson about to get paid in Minnesota. I am going after T. Higgins, who will get either a second contract with a good quarterback in Joe Burrow, and it'll be the same same kind of thing. Even though Tyler Boyd's leaving that offense, um, it, or he goes to another team and is the number one on that team. So, which obviously is the better hope. Um, But either way, I'm still putting T Higgins above Jordan Addison. He has some big games, but his floor is the basement. Yeah. And I think with Addison, I think you could, you could get T Higgins plus like, because Addison is the shiny new toy. People are going to be like, Oh, you had a great rookie season Higgins. Like, you know, he's had some injuries. Like he hasn't really kind of like fully reached his potential yet. Um, and I think he can. So like if I had Addison on a team, I would gladly trade Addison for Higgins. And I think I could get Higgins plus maybe a, maybe a third round pick or late second, maybe to the right owner um, or a solid player on top of it. And I would much rather make that move than hold Addison. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Let's talk about the, probably the most intriguing area of wide receivers. We're looking at wide receiver around 21. Zay flowers is 20 and Jigba is 21. But a lot of these guys in the 22 to 30 range for me, we're talking some younger receivers. Drake London, who if you watch any Dynasty content, is on everyone's buy low list. It should have been that in the offseason. I don't know why it is now. Because He's not it's a not buy really, low it's anymore. It's not really buying low anymore. No. Um, but, but we've got the aforementioned Tank Dell at wide receiver 23, Rasheed Rice at wide receiver 24, and Jaden Reed at wide receiver 26. Three rookies right in this range. Um, and Drake London, he's going into his fourth season and he's going to be 23. I, I so, mean, I'd rather have nice. Drake London or Tank Dell. I mean, I think I'd probably have Drake London over Tank Dell. Like they have their 22 and 23, I but I think I want Drake London over Zay Flowers and Jackson Smith and Jigba. I agree with that too. Uh, yeah. London was a guy that I traded for in a couple of leagues. Um, at the beginning of the season or in the off season. And I flipped Drake London in one league to Tyler. Actually, he gave me Jalen Waddle plus for Drake London. So I was like, well, the value's there. Great at the like... time. <laughs> I mean, it's still, it's still, he gave me some other pieces on top of it that I like some young prospects. Um, I, this is interesting. Cause I think when February's ADP comes up, I think Rasheed Rice is going to be probably the biggest mover in this up or area. Down. Up. I'm because selling the... if I have him. Because the way that he finished this season, here's the thing that scares me about Rasheed Rice. 
I love his yards after the catch in what he did as a rookie and being like mm-hmm. the main guy for Patrick Mahomes. They are going to do something at the wide receiver position, whether it's adding a veteran or drafting a rookie. And I'm afraid that Rasheed Rice, while he didn't see a huge target percentage to begin with, he made the most of what he was given. I right. don't know if he's that guy that is going to be a 20 to 25% target share guy. I honestly I don't, don't think as long as, as uh Travis Kelsey is in that offense, like you can expect more of the same. What it's, do you think you, if you had Rasheed Rice, what do you think in rookie rookie picks? What do you think he's the equivalent of right now? In my opinion, sure. Probably a mid second. I think you can get a first for Rasheed Rice pretty easily. If you can get a first, do it. Like, I mean, but I'd be happy with a second. I mean, he's wide receiver in the third or fourth round. He's wide receiver twenty four now. I'm not going to be surprised if he moves into the top twenty once DLF's February ADP comes up. Honestly, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, if I have Rice and I can get back the one hundred eight, one hundred nine. That's a good return on investment. You probably drafted Rasheed Rice in the late second, early third last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're kind of like, you know what? I'm cashing out. I've made some profits and I don't want to hold this asset because it could just go back to being what it was worth when you drafted it. And the um, second guy or third guy on this list, I kind of like tanked a little bit more, but Jaden Reed, like let's talk about how he just wound up taking over the Green Bay receiving room. It's, really it was amazing what he did, and I was not a big advocate for Jordan Love or the Green Bay offense as a whole. But, you know, hey, it takes some time, and, and I want to see it to believe it, and I believe it now that this offense is actually something um, Jordan Love is going to produce and only get better with yep. the with the same receivers. I, I think Jaden Reed actually leads the pack. Um, Christian Watson. He is only going to be that field stretcher and uh, Romeo Dobbs. He could be hit or miss because they also have Dontavian Wicks there as well. So I think Jaden Reed is going to stay in this offense a little bit more and you're going to see him still climb. Uh, and you drafted him in the third round for, I got him in the third round of a, I got him late second super flex yeah, last a 12 year. Team. Yeah. And yeah. you know, it was just a dart throw in the third and I'm happy that I see him right here sitting at wide receiver 26 with an ADP of 63. I mean, that's, that's awesome. It's yeah. Anytime anytime you can make big profit on a player like that. Like I traded for, I traded Jimmy Garoppolo and got Rasheed Rice in a third round pickback early in the season uh, in an industry league. So yeah, now I'm sitting on the wide receiver 24 in dynasty for Jimmy Garoppolo. And I got the third round pick, which I could turn into something. So any move yeah. like that, I mean, it, it always, it's great when it pays off in dynasty. We've all made moves where it's the opposite of that. And it hasn't paid off. Trust me. Oh, for sure. Um, <laughs> you know, this, this range of the wide receiver 25, which is Cooper cup. He's 30 wide receiver. 27 is Stefan Diggs, Who's 30. We don't know where his future is going to be. Devonte Adams is wide receiver. 28. He's 31 Evans. Uh, wide receiver 30, he's 30. So for me, if you're a win now team, the price on these guys is really attractive. Like you don't have to give up first round picks to get Devontae Adams, Steph Diggs, Cooper Cup, or Mike Evans at this point. I don't think. Yeah, no. And I've watched it like Pickens, Pickens smushed between those guys is a great sell, by the way, because we have no idea what's going on in Pittsburgh's throwing uh, game. Russell Wilson, they say, might be the uh, the guy there. Oh, even worse. Even I mean, worse. I mean, he wasn't terrible last year. 
He also wasn't that good. But, it wasn't you know. great either. I'm not going to break down the next series of 10 because there's a lot of guys where I kind of start to lose interest a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, guys that stick out, like... That's what Terry I want to talk McLaurin, about. Like, Terry McLaurin at wide receiver 41 with an ADP of 101 overall. Like, we've seen this happen day in and day out. Like, and Terry McLaurin, for most teams, that he's either a, a wide receiver two or a wide receiver three flex yeah. um, option for your dynasty team. And while, while he is pretty good this year, that is all changing. New yeah, regime. Disappointing year. Yeah. Um, I don't like how, I mean, unless he turns into who, uh, who was Deandre Hopkins and be the, the primary guy for Cliff Kingsbury. Like, yeah, I don't see it happening. Yeah, I do like Josh Downs at wide receiver 36. I I prefer him over Hollywood Brown, Deontay Johnson, Christian Watson. I think Christian Watson at wide receiver 33 to me was it's kind of like you're tying Christian Watson Watson's like crazy touchdown percentages. He just doesn't get the volume and he, he you know, he's an injury risk, but the yeah. volume just isn't there. They spread the ball. We talked about Jaden Reed. I actually like Dontavian Wicksmore at his ADP. He's wide receiver 44 right now and that's a guy you got as an undrafted free agent in your dynasty rookie drafts uh, i'd be happier draft. with Jahan dotson to be honest yeah i mean i still like believe dotson. it or not and dotson's low right now wide receiver 50 you know he never really took that step mm -hmm. in the right direction in his second year and we always see sophomore slumps it's bound to happen they all can't stay they're rising stars um yep. but i like him with the age of only 23 years old, he's very versatile in his game. He's not a boomer bust kind of guy. If they bring in a quarterback that can pass the ball accurately and make smart decisions with the football and they can protect him, because that was the big thing. I don't think it was so much Sam Howell as much the offensive line. I've seen on Twitter this week a lot of like, what if Washington keeps Howell and drafts oh, Joe Alt at two? I, I mean... As a I Howell, like as someone it. who rosters Sam Howell, I, I like mean, it because it. that means the that the Giants would actually make a a, a move towards a, a high end wide receiver, hopefully. But or right now, either. I I think Joe Alt is actually going to go to the Giants because Evan Neal ain't it. Yeah, yeah, that is true. I mean, Evan Neal could have like a Penny Suell who didn't start his career good, but now That's is like true. all pro. So you never know. <laughs> Uh, any other receiver in this, the only other receiver I want to talk about in this kind of ballparkish area that I think is a really good value right now at wide receiver 37 is Christian Kirk, because yeah. I don't think they, if they bring Calvin Ridley back, they're going to have to give up a second round pick to Atlanta. If they do that, I don't think they're going to do that. So I like Christian Kirk. Zay Jones is there. They're Parker Washington, whatever. They're probably going to draft someone or I think sign they someone pick in somebody free agency. Up. Yeah. I think they go but after Christian, a free agent. But Christian Kirk is one of those guys. You can put him in the slot. You can put him outside. You can move him around. He's got really good rapport with Trevor Lawrence already. And when he's on the field, he's pretty consistent. So I like Christian Kirk at that price range as a rock-solid wide receiver three on your roster. Michelle. All right, James. Give me some names here. Anybody else? Uh, it doesn't have to be in a particular range. Looking okay. at this ADP, what stands out to you guys that you might be targeting here in the offseason that you want to acquire? on your teams. Mm -hmm. Jameson Williams at 38. Really? That's surprising. ADP 99. Yeah. Um, you want to acquire gonna, him at that price. I want to acquire him at that price. 
I do. See me, I'm the I'm the I'm the complete opposite. I want to sell him at that price. I think he can actually get better, and we actually saw him take a step forward in his second year uh, after obviously his six game suspension for being an idiot. Um, But I I actually think he he's uh, turned a a page in the book of rookiness. And uh, that's not a word, but we, we made it a word tonight. I like how you Uh, made it up though. That's good. Yeah. Um, Some his rookiness, you know, it's, it's starting to waver a little bit and he's starting to grow up and mature and doing things outside of just running a route or going and running sprints down the field. He's mm-hmm. blocking. He's making great blocks. He is, they are actually uh, manufacturing plays for him to go out and get. So I think he's a great compliment. Is he ever going to be a wide receiver one? No, I don't think so. However, I think he could be a very good low range wide receiver two that you're okay with. So at, Number 38, ADP and 99, what are you talking, like the seventh, eighth round? If he's your wide receiver three, I'm not mad at it, and I would like to see – I would like some more shares on my team and see if he can grow. See, for me, I think you're hoping that he turns into something like a poor I'm not paying top dollar. I'd pay maybe a second. Okay. I think you're hoping that he turns into like a poor man's Deshaun Jackson in his career. With Jamison Williams, you know, I know that the the draft capital's there, the collegiate career was there. I I just don't see it in this offense. Ben Johnson isn't going anywhere. Again, I think he's going to be one of those guys that he has three or four really big games a year. Maybe he's Gabe Davis. He has like I mean, three big games a year, and then he shits the bed most other weeks and has like two for thirty or three for fifty. Like, he won't be able to be relied of, on. Yeah, you'll have to spot play him regardless, but it, it, he he's is probably perfect, is matchup dependent. He's the type of player that I will tend to avoid and be like, if I'm doing a best ball draft, that's the kind of player that like, okay, <sighs> I'll take the bite on it. But like for a regular dynasty league, like that's the kind of player that just frustrates the living hell out of me because you're playing the gambling game. I would much rather have, even in dynasty, I would much rather have Christian Kirk Calvin Ridley, McLaurin, all these guys, right? Even Jacoby Myers, all in that ballpark. I know Williams is only 22, but for me, maybe I'm just being like, I'm avoiding the potential ceiling here, but I also see the floor being like dirt. And that's kind of like where I want to fall somewhere. Is my wide receiver three? I get it. You may want to take a shot on a guy that has a big ceiling. Certain weeks, sure, but that wouldn't make me feel easy about my roster. I'd much rather have Jamison Williams as my wide receiver four or That's five fair. on a roster. That's um, fair. Then, then depending on him week to week, because that I think is it's not, a little risky. It's risky business. Bet. Yeah. I yeah. mean, another guy that I want to kind of focus on and see where he lands in free agency is Rashid Shahid. Mm-hmm. Another kind of boom bust player like Jamison Williams, only better in a I sense because we've already, sneaky we've get, already think, see it. I think he's going to sneaky get paid by a team. I, I think he's the perfect candidate to go and replace Calvin Ridley on the outside in, in Jacksonville. I could see that. And they can use him in a bunch of different ways. They can I, use I would actually speed. like that. They fit. can use that package in, in his package or whatever his package is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whatever their package hey. is down Jacksonville. Hey, yo. hey. hey little hey. jag there, huh? You know? Nice. Um, but no, I, I think that uh, I think he would fit well in that offense with a good, and it would actually open the field up a little bit more. He was very good at running his routes and blocking. Calvin Ridley didn't do much of either. Gotcha. 
I've got a couple guys that kind of stood out to me. One was Wandale. Oh, okay. Uh, I think, you know, when we saw Wandale on the field, he was getting targeted pretty regularly, especially with Tyrod Taylor as quarterback. Mm-hmm. If they don't make a move for receiver in the first round, and they go with kind of like what they have now, and maybe they sign a free agent, maybe they don't. But I think Wandale is a guy that, you know, he's small, but he's electric. Kind of think Tank Dell, but without the the kind of contested catch ability that Tank Dell has. I think if Wandale can stay healthy, I think at this price, he's a pretty good buy. And you can get him for probably at wide receiver 49. It's got to be a third round pick, right? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't pay much more than that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think he lost value this 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 past season, obviously. And if we take a right. look at the Giants, uh, their landscape itself, I mean, they brought back Darius Slayton last year. I think he sticks around. Jalen Hyatt on the other on the other outside route. Mm-hmm. Wandali really needs to be in the slot, or oh, one of those makeshift players can do it kind of it all. You know, jet sweep it, run run the ball. And then obviously uh, play the slot. But as long as Darren Waller is healthy, Wandale isn't going to grow as much as you want him to. Is so, Darren Waller on this team next year or yes. this year? Yes. I think so. Okay. Yeah, at least this year. I think they can get out of his contract next year a little bit easier. It'll be his okay. third and final year of his contract. I think it was a three-year deal. Uh, gotcha. So I think I think Wandale, if you get him now, you're buying at a decent price. A better price than you would have bought him last year, um, but you may still be waiting a season. Yeah. As we talk wide receiver 60 and below, I see a lot of guys that I want to take shots on because I know I can get them pretty cheaply. One, I was able to pick up in a couple of dynasty leagues as a free agent, believe it or not. Khalil Shakir, we don't know what the Buffalo passing game is going to look like. It looks like Gabe Davis is headed elsewhere he, according he is to his ro- Twitter. He has risen in value drastically over the oh, Gabe 100%. Davis uh, X yep. post. Yeah, and Stefan Diggs, we don't know what his future looks like. And other pass catchers on that team, I know we talked about uh, what's the rookie they drafted there last year, Tyler, like some Justin Shorter. Um, I don't know if I'm on that train, but Shakir outplayed out Diggs the last seven weeks of the season. So I like that trend. I think I'd rather uh, have also... Shakir more than Quinton Johnston, to be honest. Oh, 100%. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. You know what? I would Here's, here's a fun one. So Quinton Johnston is wide receiver 54. His teammate, Josh Palmer, is wide receiver 70. Uh, Give me Josh Palmer, who's actually showed that he can ball out when called upon and when he has the opportunity. Unlike Quentin Johnston, who uh, didn't do anything with his opportunity. For me, Josh Palmer is sneaky, not only this year with the possible. We don't know what the pass catch, if they're going to cut Mike Williams. Palmer, when he plays, especially he has a really good rapport with Herbert. Herbert trusts him. But I think Josh Palmer at the end of the year is going to be a free agent. So he might have an opportunity to go elsewhere and get an increased target percentage. So at wide receiver 70, I love me some Josh Palmer. I also love taking shots on guys like, I know this is going to... A.T. Perry? Well, I do like A.T. I was going to actually talk about Traylon Burks. Okay. I think I think he's got kind of like the incomplete on his career so far. We've seen flashes of Traylon Burks. But injuries, quarterback play... DeAndre, Mike Vrabel, you know, Derrick Henry, you know, they have the Bengals OC as their coach now. Mm -hmm. Maybe they open it up more with Will Levis. DeAndre Hopkins is not getting any younger. Maybe Traylon, I would take a risk on Traylon Burks and giving up a third 
and try yeah. to get Burks and just to see what I have. If you can give up like Traylon Burks and wide receiver mm. 65. Oh, one man. spot ahead of Odell Beckham, who's dust. And one spot behind Tyler Lockett, who may not be on a They're team both, this year. Those, both of those guys are 31. Traylon Burks is 23 years old. Yeah, I can get behind that. I I, I like Traylon Burks' price right now. Um, whether or not I liked his play is, you know, debatable, to say yeah. the least. Um, but you're right. I mean, he really didn't have too much with the quarterback. He didn't get along with Ryan Tannehill. He had a lot of pressure on his shoulders to fill the AJ Brown hole that they dug yep. for him to step into. So right there, he was already like up to his waistline and in, in buried up to his waist in, in crap that he had to deal with. And then, yep. you know, the, the, you know, the asthma just took over. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, so th those are guys in that range that I'm interested in taking, you know, uh, call it a flyer, giving up a third round pick for um, Sky Moore? No. No. <laughs> right in that area. No. I actually still like Curtis Samuel Cedric too. Tillman's still there. Yeah, I mean there's a few guys that I wouldn't mind rostering, but I mean a lot of these guys there's no one that really sticks out to me. Um Andre Ishavas since from Cincinnati if T Higgins moves on, you know, he caught yeah. two touchdowns in his last game of the year with Jake Browning. He's been pretty good on the field he's young he's athletic he's about t higgins size and about as fast so that could be one if you can get him thrown into a deal just as kind of like a you know a lottery ticket see what you got um, i wouldn't mind he, taking a shot on marvin mims either yeah he's I in mean, that trey palmer rashad bateman area wide receiver 56 he's I dirt cheap it's, it's it's dirt cheap and uh you know what's that like a a low third yeah, I mean, I'd probably give up a from Mims because I did like his profile coming out. I'd give up a mid third yeah. for Mims and just again, I'd, I'd you're taking a flyer on a guy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I think Mims is you know he was you know the the first pick of the Sean Payton era, whatever that means. That doesn't always necessarily mean anything, but yeah, um, and we'll sometimes see. Sometimes it means a lot. Brandon Cooks. Yeah, I think if it meant stuff, we would have seen him on the field more, especially with injuries to Jerry Judy. And Tim Patrick he was injured himself season. too coming into the season. He, so he did get injured a couple times. So yeah. Any uh any final any final thoughts on the the ADP before we maybe talk free agents and rookies for a few minutes? Yeah, we could talk about some free agents and rookies. We're almost at the hour mark, so we can move along. Agreed. I'm okay with that. And I, I really only want to talk about Marvin Harrison, man, because I'm trying to figure out how he fits into this Kyler Murray passing game. Or they lack of. I think he would fit in. Imagine when he had DeAndre Hopkins, what, two years ago, and he was being hyper targeted. That's the only I thing mean, I can come back to. Yeah. I mean, I, here's the thing if, if Harrison goes to the Cardinals and then Neighbors goes to the Chargers, who has the better rookie year? I think hmm. it's a toss up. As much as Marv is like a generational talent, and I and I don't disagree with that, Malik yeah. Neighbors is is right there. I if, think if we're someone going... drafts Harrison at one hundred and two, and you get Neighbors at one hundred and five, it's kind of like you know a few years ago when people were drafting Kyle Pitts one hundred and three, and it allowed Chase, which happened to me in a couple of leagues. I was at the one hundred and five, and Jamar Chase fell in my lap, and I was like, "Yes, please, I will do the same exact thing with Malik Neighbors this year because of the quarterback class and Harrison." You know, I think Neighbors is going to be there in that ballpark unless he absolutely goes ham sandwich at the combine, and then he right, might. Which he probably will. 
Yeah. Yeah. Unless like a Drake May or a Jaden Daniels or even Caleb falls. I know that Caleb's is like, oh, he's a slam dunk one on one. I'm like, okay. Um, that's a that's a debate for the quarterback show. Um, yeah. but for me, <laughs> neighbors is a hell of a consolation prize if you don't yes. get Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> he's definitely my solid number two. I don't think a Dunze He's one B to me. Yeah, that's fair. And and their their game is very, very similar. You know, they could play everywhere. Neighbors, They're good at the, routing. Neighbors a little bigger. Neighbors has the ability to make big plays more than Marv does. Marv is like a really good possession receiver plus, and I don't mean that as like a knock. Neighbors is the one that can make the big electric play is the way that I look at it. Like if you give neighbors a slant, a 10 yard slant, he could take it to the house. Yep. I don't think Marv's going to do that. He can. I think he could, but I think neighbors is the one that, it, that, that, that type of his talent is more natural. I think between, does. I mean, we're almost splitting hairs, you know, with the label of one, a one B and it's mm -hmm. really, like you said, it's going to come down a landing spot where neighbors goes. If neighbors, like you said, goes to the chargers, we may not see the real neighbors that we saw in college until, you know, unless Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are both gone. We don't know what's going to happen with that. So there are, is about a month left before we can actually yeah. nail down a little bit better of a landing spot. You know, someone might trade up for Malik neighbors. Yeah. And Kev Wheeler in the chat says Harbaugh and Roman are about to cut 200 pass plays out of that offense. Yeah. I, I, I don't think, I don't think that is too far <laughs> from the truth. I can't wait for them to draft Blake Corum and he's their starting running back for Harbaugh. You know, it's going to happen. It's like written in stone. I can totally see that. Um, right. I, I think this, this rookie class, you know, we look at the top 24 receivers in dynasty right now. How many of them are from this rookie class? We've got our top 26 rather. Cause you got Jaden Reed, you've got rice, you've got Dell, you've got Smith and Jigba, you've got flowers and you've got Puka. I mean, that's six receivers in the top 26 from this class. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if we see at least four or five of these guys from this class. It'll be the same thing next year because we're only going to see the older guys start to fall even more. Your Tyreeks and all these other guys. Um, yeah. I think Brandon, this is a better wide be receiver class. Yeah. Like all DJ Moore, considered. he's still there. We have no idea what's going to happen in Chicago. Right. Like, so it wouldn't zero. surprise me this time next year. Um, that we see at least four to five guys be in that. I mean, Marvin neighbors are already going to be there. I don't think a Dunze will be, but he'll be not too far out of it because everyone's loved rookies, right? But there, there'll be other guys that pop onto the scene like a Puka, not like a Puka. There is only one Puka. I'm not saying there's next year's Puka. <laughs> that is the most clickbait worthy oh, title I've seen. I've already seen it like four that, times. Folks. Please, yeah, no. don't do it. But, but no, we already a guy we, like a yeah. Jaden Reed. That's a third round pick that ends mm -hmm. up being or Rasheed Rice uh, that ends up being worth more. Um, so it'll be interesting because I think this class is super deep and there's a lot of talent in it. So and then free agency. It's going to be interesting that the, the tag has opened up. No yep. one's gotten tagged yet. No, nope. but it could really affect free agency if T Higgins and Pittman get tagged. Then this free agent class is like. It's okay, but yeah. it's not. It's not as great as it could have been. And, and then Mike Evans just year. gets re-signed as a as a one year deal, like to right. retire as a, a buck. It could be a much ado about nothing, to be completely honest. So that's obviously a situation to keep in. You know, the well. latest news was that the Jets and Aaron Rodgers are trying to get Devontae Adams to to New York. I mean, anything's better than Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb, right? Yeah. Ugh. 
Yeah, they need I a mean, second pass catcher there, bad. I don't know if I want him there next to Garrett Wilson because that would just, you know. That would kind of suck. I would, that would true. suck for Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, McCool Hardman, anyone? Hey, he won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Not with the Jets, though. So, and he caught the winning touchdown. Super Bowl champion, McCool Hardman. Give, put him back on the Jets just for the regular yeah. season. He'd be like, no, nah, we don't want him. <laughs> oh, you can, man. You can give him back to Kansas City for the playoffs. Right. James, any final words on the wide receiver landscape before we head on out of here? No, I don't think so, man. My friend, uh, everything looks great. Um, I'm excited about this class coming in. I'm excited to dive in and do more research. Uh, leading up to the combine and after up to the draft and uh, excited for the 2024 season. Same here. I'm looking forward to all my rookie drafts and all the stuff that goes along with it. So before we wrap up, I did want to give a shout out to trophy smack. We have a couple of other sponsors too, but you know what? We had a lot of stuff to cover and I do want to cover one other thing, James, it's been a wild ride with you the last couple of years here at DHH. This is going to be your last podcast with me. Uh, Unfortunately, Tyler wasn't able to make it. Right. But you've got a lot of stuff going on. Your bandwidth is getting stretched super thin. So completely understandable. But I want to thank you for all that you've contributed in the last couple of years to DHH. And being here with Tyler and I in a three-man booth, which is never easy, especially with Tyler, because, you know, he's all over the place. Um, <laughs> but I, I do want to thank you. I consider you a friend. And Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to still chatting with you. Hopefully online, if you get, you know, you get back in and start playing with us a little bit and just chatting in general, we're in a few leagues together too. So, oh yeah. I mean, the chat, the chat never really turns off. If for those of you that don't know, um, you know, I, I have to mute it during office hours because it, my ADD just kicks right in. All my Twitter (laughs) chats are on mute anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but no, it, it, it definitely was uh, a great experience and, I've made lifelong friends from you guys uh, being on the show here, you know, getting to voice my opinion and giving people advice is probably one of my all time goals for fantasy football. Like, I feel like I have reached somewhat of a peak because I know I'm not going professional anytime soon. Uh, sure. And for those of you that are listening can definitely agree to that. But I do want to say thank you for you know, Tyler gave me my first shot at writing, you know, and that was a, a platform for me to step up and get it deeper into the fantasy um, universe, mm-hmm. I want to say. Um, sure. And from that, you know, it, opportunities just open. And then for me to be asked to come on here and and fill some hefty shoes, um, you know, I'm, 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 gonna, I'm sad that I'm leaving, um, but I'm happy I was here. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, things come and go. We're always going to have the community that we're always going to be a part of. And, and you, know, uh, you know, you guys get sick and you go on vacation like 10 times a year anyway. So, you know, maybe I'll fill in. I wish. I'm on, I'm on. It's school vacation this week. I'm like, I'm working double OT this week. School vacation Doug, sucks. Doug, me. you went on like <laughs> four cruises in 2023. Technically, I went on zero cruises in 2023. It was 2022 that I went on a couple. Uh, but I got one coming up for my anniversary, so I am going on one in June. So, oh, see, there you go. Well, that's see, the spot where I can fill in. Be like, hey, you got to pop in. So, well, that'll be a, that'll be fun if that ends up happening. So, again, James, I appreciate you. I appreciate all you brought to the show. I appreciate all your Evan Ingram takes. Um, oh, they yeah. Always, they were always, they, they are die. legendary. They will never be forgotten with Evan Ingram. Uh, so, thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart for all you've done, and we appreciate you. For one last time, signing off from the Dynasty Happy Hour. I'm your host, Doug Eddie. My co-host, James Kreese. If you haven't already, follow him on X 
or Twitter if you're cool, at FF underscore chef. Give him a follow. Thank you once again, and we'll see you next week on the Dynasty Happy Hour. Peace.